on this week's show. Just the one interview for you, but it's a good one. Double hat-trick hero Rowan Lieber tells us all about his time at Ramsgate so far. I felt like at the time it was the best decision for me football-wise and career-wise to kind of explore. And I spoke to the chairman and, and the head of recruitment at Ramsgate and the manager and I liked their plans and their ideas and, you know, what they wanted to do. Plus, we've got all the rest of the news, including the scaffold title race, the arrival of playoffs and loads more in a show that was partly recorded at a railway station. All aboard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Kent Only Podcast, sponsored by Nick Cunningham Plumbing and Heating. Despite our very best efforts, we've only just got the one interview for you this week, which means it's going to be more of us speaking. So, you know, if you want to turn off now, we won't be that offended, really. Uh, I'm John Phipps, who has been really enjoying what I can only assume is an annual Roadworks Festival in East Sussex this week. But on the line now is the Kent Only Podcast's very own Roy Kent. I'm hoping he isn't going to turn the airwaves blue again this week. This, of course, Matt Gerrard. Hi, mate. Not bad, not bad, mate. Yeah, I'm up to date with the second episode of Ted Lasso. So Roy Kent is my absolute hero. I, I think he's absolutely fantastic. So, uh, um, yeah, Roy Kent, Roy Kent for England, I think. I suppose he would have been English, yeah. He must have got some caps, surely. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he played for Chelsea, which is anything against him. He's a Chelsea legend, isn't he, apparently? So, yeah, but uh, top man, Roy Kent. Yeah, it's, it's, it's shaping up to be very, very good again, isn't it? So, good, yeah, yeah, good pro- Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a heartwarming show, as they say. Yes, of course, that's Ted Lasso, if you're uh, not familiar with what we're talking about. What else have you been up to, mate? Anything exciting? Um, no, nothing too exciting, working. Rubbish football um, and working, really. That's about it. So, no, uh, been watching uh, Pro Daisy and the Six on Amazon, which is very good, which I've been enjoying. Um, and that's about it. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all good, mate. Nothing nothing too exciting. It's, it's, the weather's not great, but we can get on the beach to walk the dog of an evening, which is great. The dog is in my arms as we speak. So. Oh, hello, hello Lachie. Good girl. Good girl, Lachie. Good girl. Six. Uh, <laughs> um. You say that you're working uh, and watching rubbish football. That's pretty much like every other one of the 250 weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, but no, everything's all good, mate. Thank you. So it's, it's getting exciting though. The football season after I think anyway, which is the most important thing for it not really is, certain it? sides anyway. And it should be a really exciting end of the season. Just to give everyone some colour on this week's show, uh, I'm currently staying in London Bridge Station. If you're familiar with the layout. Uh, of London Bridge Station, uh, you know where platforms 10 to 15 are. Uh, I'm standing looking dodgy in the corner uh, recording the podcast because a bit of work tonight uh, and then we've just got to crack on. So uh, I've got a train to catch in about 25 minutes. So we'll see how we go. Uh, if not, I can wait and catch the next one. So, uh, but yeah, a bit of colour for you. So if, if you're at London Bridge Station and you see like a, a, a dank little corner, that's where I'm standing to record this week's episode. Uh, it's our think London Bridge, is that where... Harry Potter is, or is that a different station? I think now. it's not here. I think it's, is it King's Cross? It's definitely not here. Uh, he, London Bridge is brilliant, though, because what they've basically done is they've completely renovated this whole station uh, from taking it from, it used to be a nightmare whenever it came here. They spent hundreds of millions of pounds on it. And for once, they actually spent the money well, and now actually coming through London Bridge when the trains are running is an absolute delight. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. And London Bridge so can go across anywhere across the country, can you? Is that... Where does that go to? Mainly, mainly, mainly southeast because there's the odd Thames Link train that goes up to uh, up to Bedford, Luton sort of way. But most of them things cross station is Harry Potter three nine and three quarters. Yeah, I don't care. Don't like it. Losers. 
There will be people looking for it probably there this time of night. Probably, yeah. Uh, they have actually made a thing, haven't they, at King's Cross, I believe. And people do stand and take their pictures there. I've, yeah, I've yeah. never seen or read Harry Potter, um, so I, I really don't know or care. But, but, yeah, well, if your aim is to try and find that next time, mate. You're there. Is, um, is it, it's a trolley probably next to it, I think. Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I've seen the film, so... Anyway, it's our 249th episode this week, uh, and as a former resident of Sittingbourne, that brings back many, many memories of the main road out of the town, and the many hours that I spent stuck there, especially during times of roadworks, much like my journeys home this week. Uh, since I left, I believe the A249's got much worse as Highways England tried to change the big bottleneck and the M2 roundabout. Uh, the road stretches 18.6 miles, apparently, from the heart of Maidstone by Sainsbury's all the way to Sheerness, and of course includes that really wild, rather strange bridge onto the Isle of Sheppey which apparently has been open for 17 years. Blimey, the A249. And I know, Matt, there are some Sheffield United fans who are desperate for you to go over that bridge uh, and go and sample their hospitality. Is that on your list for one day? I need I need to go there, yeah. I could be. Um, if I get to the playoffs, could be. I'm trying to get to the playoff final. Um, from that, I don't think I've ever been to Sheffield because when we go to Whitstable, we always say, oh, it's Sheffield over there. So probably I should, at some point, probably do go to Sheffield, yes. Absolutely. Let's go on with the show then. And we're going to start in the scaffold where it looks like we've got a title race. Uh, Phoenix Sports near the town met on Wednesday night with stuttering Irritan Belvedere in their sights. And it was Phoenix who won it by two goals to one to close the gap to four points at the top of the table. Uh, the Deers have appointed Matt Longhurst for a third spell at the helm, but his latest tenure started with a defeat. 2-1 at home to Whitstall. And all of a sudden, this is looking very, very interesting. Irritan Belvedere have got some tough games to come and they need to get back to winning ways as soon as possible, don't they, Matt? I just can't believe how many points. What was the maximum? Were, we, were they 20, 22, 23 points clear? They were certainly more than 20 points clear at one yeah, stage. That is. Uh, um, and they've only lost four games. So, uh, <laughs> again, it shows how well they do at the end of the season. We have got a bit of a title race. Great result for Phoenix. Deal as well. It was a, it was a big game. The Phoenix and the Aerith game. We need, well, the league needed a winner and it's got it with Phoenix. Players, the experience they've got. Do you think they're favourites now, John? I honestly don't know, but I think Erith have got some tough games. I think you looked last week, they've got some tough games coming up. And if you'd have told me a month ago that it could go to the final, um, uh, maybe the final few weeks of the season, I'd be absolutely shocked because I thought by uh, by now, Erith and Belvedere would have had it sewn up. Momentum's massive, isn't it? I mean, if you oh. look at it, you think, you know, Erith and Belvedere were flying high and now they're, they're having a stutter and probably confidence is low, whereas Phoenix Sports are winning games left, right and centre. Confidence is absolutely high. And you mentioned that they needed a winner uh, tonight between uh, them and Erith Town. Well, same on Saturday, uh, because my, what might help Erith and Belvedere is two of the challenges meet again on Saturday in a non-league day blockbuster as Deal Town hosts Phoenix Sports. And Steve King, the deal manager, has said that he doesn't think his side will finish above their opponents if they don't beat them on Saturday. With the battle for the interdivisional playoff play still there as well, this is going to be an unbelievable finale to a league that, as you said, Matt, a month ago, we thought was all done and dusted. Yeah, Deal v Phoenix, absolutely massive game. Uh, Everything Belvedere at Welling, Welling Town signed Zach Anser the other night, so um, <laughs> it's, it's going to be absolutely crazy. For me, for momentum now, whoever maybe wins that Phoenix um, deal game could be the side in the thing. Phoenix, of course, if they win that, now I've got a bit of soft spot for Deal, of course, they'll be... Um, Six points clear, then they'll have a game in hand. They'll be breathing down on Aerith and Belvedere. Fantastic achievement. I suppose 
Erith Town thought if they'd have won today, they could have been in the in the race as well. But um, I'll have to check who Erith and Beverly have got left to play, John. But I'd be a little bit worried if I was them. Matt Longhurst has come in, which we alluded to last week, didn't we? Um, we heard that he was coming in. Uh, yes, my, my source, incidentally, was very keen to make sure that uh, he'd got one right for a change uh, when, he, when he texted me the way Matt Longhurst was appointed. So, uh, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, but it's, uh, what will be really interesting, actually, uh, is how would Irith and Belvedere react if they were all of a sudden the chasers rather than the ones being chased? And I wonder if that might be the, the catalyst for them. I mean, you know, you've seen the players on social media saying that it's not the manager's fault that everything went wrong under Andy Constable. It's, it's the players. But the players have now got to really stand up and be counted because they want to get back into the Eastman League. Uh, well, I was going to say South East, but they were lost in the Eastman League North when they were up that far. But... You know, they've got to try and get a result from somewhere, haven't they? And and, and that's part of the, the the problem that they're facing at the moment. And as you say, Wellingtown uh, for them at the weekend, tough place to go at the moment. They'd won, they'd won two in a row, hadn't they? They've brought in, as you said, Zach Hanser. It's, it's, if you're in Belvedere, no game at the moment looks simple, does it? Well, I presume they brought that longest in who, you know, only recently got the, was it the Burgess Hill job he went? He got, wasn't it? Was it Burgess yeah. Hill? Um, yeah. Taken Harith Bell, clearly he's a manager at the next level. They've brought him in to try and get him over the line. We'll just have to wait and see if he's got it. Will he change the squad around? Or well, he hasn't got much time because the transfer deadline day, presumably at this level, is tomorrow as well, along with everything else. Um, interesting. Really, really interesting to see what they're going to be doing. So, um, they, you know, with back-to-back games, confidence comes back and they go on and win it. Um, the division, but um, it's just a stuttering thing. It would be a Newcastle style going back to 1990, fall apart if they don't win the league. So um, pressure's on, but that long as new manager bounce, they'll be hoping for that. Absolutely. On Saturday, as we've already heard, it was Irith and Belvedere 1, Whitsville 2, Irith Town beat Tunbridge Wells 2 0, Deal Town twice hit back as they drew 2 all at Glee, Phoenix Sports 2 0 wins at K Sports. Stansfield won 2 1 at Lordswood. Wellingtown beat Fisher by a goal to nil. Uh, but as we said, the boots were pegged back on Tuesday night as they went down 3 0 at home to Beersted, despite Zach Hans's debut. Uh, game on Wednesday night as well. The other one between Canterbury and Sutton. Absolute thriller. Canterbury won it 4 3, uh, thanks in part. Uh, no, 4 in the edge, John, it was. Was it? It was 4 3 the last I checked. Well, it was an absolute thriller it was still. 90th if... minute equal, uh, equaliser by Michael Fenn. Wow, but Henry Arnold did score a hat trick uh, for Sutton, and I apologise that my stats were not quite up to date there. Uh, not very uh, not very impressive on, on my part. Anyone to think that I literally checked it as I was running down the stairs uh, before I came to record this. This weekend's fixtures, Canterbury take on Glebe. It's Deal against Phoenix Sports, we've already mentioned. Here Town against Bearsted. Kennington take on Fisher. Lordswood against Tunbridge Wells. Punjab United meet K-Sports. It's Rustall against Hollands and Blair. Stansfeld against Sutton. Wellington against Irith and Belvedere. Whitswell against Homesdale. Tuesday night, Irith and Belvedere against Stansfeld. And then on Wednesday, Irith Town at home to Punjab United. And Phoenix Sports at home to uh, travel to face out of sorts Homesdale. And the big news away from the football as well is that next year there will be two promotion spots from the scaffold. After the FA announced that playoffs will be added, meaning that teams from second to fifth will have the chance to win promotion. Uh, the biggest thing for me, though, is that as the number of relegation places from the Eastman League Southeast will go up, so does the number of teams. The whole of step four will be going back up to 22 teams from the 2024-25 season, therefore avoiding a quarter of that division being relegated every year. And I think it's just... Great news all round, that isn't it, Matt? Yeah, I don't know where this sort of came from, but um, we didn't know this was in the pipeline. But it makes absolutely sense. We saw people mentioning that they maybe needed more uh, promotion places, so they've got that now. 
makes this even more exciting division next year, I would have thought. Um, play, teams will maybe think, right, we can go for this to um, uh, have a chance to get in, in that uh, automatic, well, we get in the playoffs, it really opens the division up. So, good and well done, the FA. We're not particularly complimentary about the FA sometimes, but they've clearly listened to a lot of clubs, probably not just in our area, but other areas. And that, and that seems a good decision to me. Yes, uh, in the first division, Snodland Town, uh, their lead is now seven points after a 3 0 win at Forest Hill Park on Saturday. Uh, Meridian VP lost 5 to AFC Whiteleaf. Staples Monarchs beat Bermondsey 3 2. Blathford New High 3 2 wins at Bride and Ropes on a day where the home side remembered their chairman, Clive Smith. Uh, Greenways lost 3 1 at Croydon. SC Thamesmead lost 5 0 at home to Lewis and Borough. Babson Strike Force were beaten 2 1 at Tooting Beck. Uh, we'll talk about those at the very top, but the battle for the playoff places uh, there is heating up as well. Uh, six points between second and seventh ahead of Wednesday's games. And speaking of Wednesday's games, uh, Brydon Ropes hit five goals in the first 35 minutes on the way to their 7-0 win over Greenway's hat-tricks for both Jordan Samuels and Manny Oshinowu, uh, while Croydon beat SC Thamesley 5-2, FC Amster beat Lewisham Borough 2-1, thanks to two penalties in the first seven minutes from Cannon Fitton, while Tooting Beck beat Forest Hill Park 1-0. Lightfield and New Hyde's trip to Staples was called off due to a waterlogged pitch. Uh, this weekend in that division, it's Bermondsey Town against Lightfield and New Hyde, Croydon against Faberstone Strike Force, FC Amster take on Tooting Beck, Greenways host Forest Hill Park. Lewisham Borough take on Stodland Town. The leaders, Lidtown against Brydon Ropes. Meridian VP against Rochester United. Staples Monarchs United against Sporting Club Thamesmead. And on Tuesday, FC Whiteley take on Brydon Ropes. And then on Wednesday, FC Armstead against Rochester United. And Lewisham Borough against Bermondsey Town. And quickly, uh, Rochester United, I don't know if you saw this news map, but Paul Bowden-Brown uh, is back in the game, taking on a roll at Rochester United. Have you seen that bit of news this week? I didn't know that, no. Um, I thought he was retired after his last thing, but maybe clearly... He- once more, um, um, I think Rochester off the field are sort of doing quite a bit, so maybe his experience is going to uh, help them there. So uh, good luck to them. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on at them to the East Midlands South East, where Ramsgate kept up their title push. A 3-2 win at Corinthian, thanks to a hat-trick from Rowan Lybird. That made it back-to-back trebles to the 30-year-old hotshot, who after failing to net his first six Rams appearances, now has eight in his last five. A good time then to make your Kent Only podcast debut. And he spoke to Matt earlier this week. Matt started by asking him if he'd scored back-to-back hat-tricks before. Um, I can't say that I have. Um, no, but it has been a good week, well, good two weeks all around, really, both for me personally and obviously for the club, being that we're you know, still top of the table. So, yeah, on all fronts, it's really good. Going into those games, uh, you, you, you put it right, was you had a bit of a slow start for your Ramsgate career trying to find the back of the net, but... You felt the chances were coming and you felt confident in those games? Yeah, I mean, we work really hard at training. Um, we work on some good things and, you know, and the Gaffer puts us in positions and works on things that, you know, kind of come into the game where I find myself in positions where I can score goals. And for me, scoring is great, but, you know, three points right now, are so crucial because it's so tight at the top. Um, so obviously, personally, it's, it's great that I'm scoring goals. But you know, as long as we come away with three points at the end of the game, I'm I'm really not too fussed how we win. Do you? If you say the confidence is there as a striker, I suppose you know it's like it's like in cricket. I suppose you're seeing the ball like a a larger ball, so it's easy to get in the back of the net. How, how does it work as a striker point of view? Do you just feel confident now scoring those goals? Yeah, I mean. I think as a forward, everything's really confidence-based. Um, like you, you never really want to start doubting your ability as a forward because you kind of 
in a lose-lose situation. But, you know, I had faith in, in myself. I had faith in my teammates and stuff. Um, and obviously the manager who, who had faith in me to keep playing me. So, yeah, the, the confidence is high. But I think that goes around the whole team. I think we're all in that position now where we're feeling, you know, really confident going into games. And, you know, I think anything less now than three points, we're, we're always disappointed. Uh, we've covered this discussion quite a bit on the programme about the difference between levels. So last season you were in the level above, scored goals. This season you've played Conference South and scored goals. And now you're in the Isthmian South East scoring goals. What would you say the major difference is from when you were playing for Chesant earlier in the season in the level compared to Ramsgate? Um, there's not too much difference, if I'm being totally honest. Like, yeah, you can see, you know, well, it's some some of the teams or some of the opposition. Like, for example, a team like Ebbsfleet in the Conference South or, or Dartford are going to be, you know, kind of, no disrespect, leaps and bounds um, above where some of the teams in, you know, the the league that I'm in now so there is a difference but you know you do get those teams that I'm that I found myself in now at Ramsgate that I feel like could play in this in this level obviously in the league above and even the league above that so you you do kind of have the the teams like your absolutes and your Dartfords that you know by all due respect could and should be playing in the league above in the national league but you know in and around the main core of each league. I don't see too much difference. How did the, you know the move to Rams get come about? Because, of course, Steve Lovell was the manager then and then, unfortunately, he lost his job quite soon after. How about Ramsgate? Because you've sort of been around the sort of London and Berkshire area. Haven't really come to this part of Kent before. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it, it was... Honestly, I was at work and I got a call from my, my, my manager at the time, Craig Edwards, and he said, look, something's come up. He he's always been honest and open with me, and he he let me know that I had a team that was interested in me, and you know I felt like at the time it was the best decision for me football wise and career wise to kind of explore. And I spoke to the the chairman and and the head of recruitment at Ramsgate and the manager, and I liked their plans and their ideas and you know what they wanted to do. And you know for me at the time it was kind of. A good situation to put myself in, and you know that's no disrespect to Chesham because I, I think Chesham's a fantastic football club and everybody involved. But I felt like for my sort of career and at the time, it, it was the best decision for me to leave. Did you know any of the players at Ramsgate, or was it a totally new squad? Um, no, I knew one player, um, Gerald, um, our right back. He's uh, we actually went to football college together, so I know I've known him for a long time. So it was good to kind of see a familiar face, and to be fair, to be fair, the boys were fantastic. Um, I met them on game day on the, on a Saturday, and they all welcomed me, like all the staff, even down to like the kit man and you know the physios and stuff. Everybody was really nice and welcoming, so I felt really at home straight away, which is which is good. You mentioned about your career. You went and played in America, didn't you? I did. So I played. Um, I went to America on a scholarship. Um, did four years out there, um, which was great. It was a good learning experience for me. Um, I met some fantastic people, um, and the whole sort of way of life was was really good for me at the time. I felt like it was what I needed to do at the time for my sort of football career. 
going back to the uh, league situation, I have to say it's in a fantastic division this year, the Eastman South East Division. A lot of Kent clubs up there, which is great for us. Looking at the fixtures, you know, Ramsgate four points clear at the top of the table, six games to go. You know, obvious answer, it's in your own hands, but literally it is in your own hands because you've got to play all the sides around you. It's going to be a, a fantastic end of the season, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think for us, um, we speak about it in training, like we're going to need every single player available. Like it's a real squad effort. And like you said, it is in our hands. If we can, you know, continue this form and this run that we're on, you know, I feel like we by right should come away as champions of the league. But there's no givens in football. You have to earn everything. And I feel like each game that we go into, we take really serious. And obviously, like you said, six games left. It's almost like six cup finals. So it could well know. be looking at the you know you've got Chatham, Beckham, and Ashford to play and Whitehall. Yeah. So um, yeah, I suppose those are so. the games you want to be involved in, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. You always want to play in the big games, and as a player, I think most players kind of thrive more in those kind of pressure situations because you know you you kind of want to do your best and you want to put your best foot forward. And for me, it's just like. I love those kind of situations and those games and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to them when they come. I know we've got Chatham, Chatham and Beckenham um, over that bank holiday yeah. over Easter. So it'll be fantastic. Really, it would really, it's going to be a good end to the season. Uh, um, final question: What odds on another hat trick this weekend? <laughs> um, n- no real odds. On. I, <laughs> I just. Like, I just want to win. So if that means scoring a hat trick, if that means um, not playing and coming off the bench, whatever I need to do to help the team win, that's that's my main focus. To be honest, really interesting chat that Matt. I really enjoyed hearing his uh, his views on everything and how it's all panning out for for him at Ramsgate and you know his career as well. I'm sure when he had you know four years in in America playing football and then ended up. Been moving from Billericay into the Football League, he probably didn't envisage that at 30 he'd be playing for Ramsgate. But it sounds like he's very much enjoying himself. Yeah, I, I, I think he's um, quite a sensible. Uh, from what I gather from when they signed him, that um, he was being a target for an absolute while for for him for the club. Um, managed to get it over the over the line. Um, maybe it took him a few weeks to get used to the way Ramsgate play, but. Um, if you look at his record, he's a goal scorer um, and that comes to the fore and that could really make the difference between now and the end of the season, I would have thought, in such a tough division. But clearly, all he cares about is promotion. doesn't matter if he doesn't score a goal to the end of the season. He wants to be back playing um, the ESPN Premier League division, which I think he's won, got promotion out before. So, experience the player with it. I'm, I'm led to believe he's got a contract for next season. So, uh Good signing, whose um, money they spent on him has been uh, well worth it at the moment in, a, in such a tight division. When you look at what Ramsgate have got to left to play, um, it, they've got everybody. They've got four out of the top six left to play. So it's going to be very, very exciting, this division. Ramsgate, look at it. I know it's in their own hands. I did like the way he said it. You know, he didn't really care if he scored another hat-trick this weekend as long as the team wins. And that's the... That's the attitude you want because, you know, it'd be quite easy uh, to be bought for a transfer fee from a National League South team to come down to this level and be quite big-headed about it. But that was a very level-headed uh, man that we that you spoke to there. And I really, really enjoyed hearing his his view. And, and you know, he sounds like a team player. He stays there next season as well. That's a real asset for Ramsgate, isn't it? 
it's the kind of player you can attract because he is probably in the a proven goal scoring level level two levels above as well. So the kind of a player that Rams going to get. I think he is a level. I think he's, I think he's a teacher. So I'm not saying all teachers are level headed, but I think um, he's got his head screwed on. Uh, I think he just wants to be successful and enjoy his football and. And a bit of a shock for him probably when Steve Lovell got the sack, but Ramsgate seemed to be enjoying the football they've been playing under Jamie Coyle. And so he could be the difference um, when it comes to a, a tight game. If you need a chance, it falls to him. He could be the man that takes fires. If Ramsgate get promoted, you know, that money well spent in February, January, February time will be seen as well worth it. And that could have been the difference to over the other sides. Absolutely. Uh, elsewhere on Saturday, Ashford 1 0 winners over Hive. Chatham stayed ch- second thanks to a 4 2 winner at Chichester. Uh, Faversham beat Burgess Hill 2 1. Crow Valley PM with 3 1 winners at Hayward Heath. Sissonborn drew 1 1 at Littlehampton. Sheffield United had a great win at fellow playoff hopeful 7 8 winning by 3 goals to nil. Uh, Beckenham won 2 1 at 3 Bridges and VCD grabbed a much needed win as they beat Lansing by a goal to nil. Uh, the fixtures this weekend Burgess Hill Town is a destination for Chatham. It's Corinthian against Chichester. East Greenstead against Ashford, Faversham against Sitting Ball, Big Swale Derby, that one, Littlehampton against VCD, Ramsgate against Haywards Heath, Seven Oaks against Hythe, Sheppey against Beckenham, and Whitehawk against Cray Valley PM. Uh, into the Eastman League Premier Division now, where Herne Bay are just two points from safety after an impressive 3 1 win at Carshalton. Uh, with six games to go, it looks like it's going to be four from five that will go down, but Bay have found a small patch of form uh, to give them every set, to give themselves every chance that they might be the one who stays up. Uh, I guess, Matt, they want to be more consistent, but they're doing all they can at the moment, aren't they? But, and that was a good win on Saturday. Very, very important win. Uh, 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 again, Kevin Watson, I think he's a good manager. Um, and I think he will have the players going in the right direction. So, Kingstonian, you look at it, and they're eight, you know, the side they've got to try and catch. But if they can find that bit of form um, in their remaining games, again, I think the home form hasn't been great this season, has it? On, on the 3G. So I think they've got some tough games coming up, but they've got to make sure that the home form is absolutely imperative for them uh, if they're going to get out of it. So I think sort the home form out. We know they're good supporters as well. They've got some tough games against sides at the top end of the table, but I think Kevin Kevin um, no, Kevin Watson's a good manager. So I think he's working it. You know, three wins out of four. They looked dead and buried at the beginning of March, didn't they? So... Uh, uh, it, it, it's being turned around slowly but surely. Yes, uh, Cray Wanderers look to be the only ones who have a chance of the playoffs now after they were one nil winners at Brighton City Region to stay three points outside the top five. Well, Folkestone lost at home to Lewis. Margate beaten one nil at home by Averley. Uh, this weekend, Folkestone travelled to Third Bottom Bowers and Pitsy Cray are at home to Horsham. And Cray will be hoping for some help from Herne Bay, actually, as they host fifth place at Enfield, while Margate travelled to Leeds Hornchurch. Uh, in the National League South, Ever Street moved another three points close to the title. Dominic Pollyon netted all four goals in their win over Dulwich Hamlet, taking him past the 30-goal mark in the league this season. I looked at it, Matt, and I think he's got seven times this season he's scored two or more in a game, which is quite impressive. Uh, right. They can they can now only finish third, outside the top two uh, if they lose every game. Oxford win all of theirs and make up a goal difference string of 31 in the process. So pretty much safe to say the champagne is on ice. Uh, Dartford's trip to Concord was called off on Saturday. That wasn't ice related, actually. Uh, well, none of the others won. Tommy Jane was paid back at Hammond and Waterloo to draw 1-1. They were beaten 3-0 at home by Hampton and Richmond and Welling losing at Weymouth before. They also suffered home defeats to Taunton on Tuesday. Matt, do you have anything to say about Dover Athletic? Uh, Mitch 
Brundle said it was gutless, and I would agree with him. And my other concern is, where are the goals coming from? And also, I would say, Dover against Welling on Friday is looking like a relegation six-pointer because Welling on absolute slide as well. And there's a bit of friction at Welling, I think, with some of the supporters in the club as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, this weekend, Epstreet are on the telly as they travel to Slough at 12.30pm on Saturday. Darford hosts Chelmsford, Dover go to St Albans. Uh, Tom and Angels host Hungerford and Welling are also at home against Bath. Uh, while the Wings then face the relative long trip to Chippenham on Tuesday. And, and I had this written before you mentioned that, but they're looking over their shoulders at the moment, Welling, aren't they? Very much so, really. Again, they can't score goals either. So they don't seem to be going in the right direction. I think reading, you know, you, you go on the stand of fans form. We've said Welling have underachieved with the squad this season. I think they've massively underachieved. So they need to be a little bit careful. Um, you probably need 50 points to stay up. So Welling need probably, they put, a bit like Dover, they need two wins from their remaining games. Welling have got left to play, but they've got to have a look at it. But again, yeah, they have, you have Epstein, Dover. Some tough games to go to, Welling, so they need to pick up some points. But, you know, you think of the strikers they've got, they've, I think they've scored one goal, two goals in about eight games. Just not good enough. It's not, and that's that's the one thing. I, I mean, you say Dover have got goals, and they haven't got any goals. They've got much better strikers uh, than you have, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, that just leaves us with the National League. We are whipping through this because my train is now eight minutes away. Uh, uh, the National League, where despite Matt's prediction, Mason did not win a Maidenhead, uh, instead losing 2 1. They're now seven points adrift at the bottom, eight games to play, 13 points from safety. Uh, Bromley down to 11th, nine points outside the playoff spots after their 2 1 loss to Wrexham. Uh, the Stones host third place Woking on Saturday, while Bromley head out west to Yeovil. Well, the two Kent clubs clash at the Gallagher on Tuesday night. Normally, that'd be a game I'd be quite excited about, Matt, but um, right now, these two sides, it's, it's not much fun, is it? And, and, and I'd say probably both just thinking, when's this season going to be over now? Yeah, maybe, I think maybe a lot of the sides in the National League at the top end are thinking, right, we think Wrexham and Notts County are going to go up. They're so far clear of everybody else. And, well, and, and interestingly, you see the Notts County man just said, we're not going to win the league. I mean, you know, it's yeah. unbelievable, really. Mind games, mind games. are. I'm thinking next year will be a very much more open National League and maybe Bromley are thinking, right, let's hold back, let's blood some of the youngsters, let's get the squad going because they're securing players to um, longer contracts to younger players. Maybe next season they'll go for it. For Maidstone, they are relegated. Well, they're near enough relegated. They've got... A, They've got to win these three home games. I think three games in the spin, I think, now they've got. Um, if they win all three of them, you never know, but it's going to be a tough ask. It really is, and such a shame for, for both of them. I, mean, I think you're probably right there about, about Bromley, but I wonder if other teams are thinking the same as well, thinking get these two out, looking at the teams in League Two at the bottom and thinking they're probably not going to be big powers next year. Um, to be honest, they're probably, a, they're probably a little bit worried about Ebsfleet, some of those teams as well, well uh, I, I would imagine. I, I think Ebsfleet will have really start going for it. I'm sure they will because I think a lot of clubs will see it right now. The, maybe the big hitters are gone. Next season could be our year. Absolutely. Is right. it your trains? That's not my train. My train's at 2247. It's a station. I'm not at King's Cross. I'm at Charing, I'm at Charing London Cross. Bridge. Sorry. I'm at London Bridge. I'm not even at Charing Cross. I'm at no Cross. London Bridge. I didn't even know where you are. Is it busy? Yeah. yeah a little quite busy for this summer night. Um, so well, that's it for the football chat we have kind of rattled through this we do apologise as we say 
uh, we put plenty of calls and messages into people uh, to try and get them to join us on the show this week. But unfortunately, uh, no dice. Dover being away, are you at a game this weekend or have you got a weekend off? No, I've got Gillingham against Carlisle this weekend. That's not for your non-league day, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it is. But of course, Gillingham, I don't think, will be joining us next season. Because at some point, we thought they would be. So, uh, Absolutely. Uh, from there. But yeah, so a nice long trip for Carlisle. So, but of course, it is non-league day. So hopefully, um, again, we always find it a little bit patronising. But I'm sure hopefully clubs are doing little bits and pieces, which is good to see. And hopefully their, their attendances will, be, will increase as well. Yeah, plenty of special offers knocking about. I've put some requests in the Facebook group for people to put their things out. There's loads on Twitter as well. Um, but yeah, there's definitely, if you're, especially if you're a Football League fan, um, you can go and show your season ticket and get some money off at plenty of places in Kent. So that's good news uh, for you. Uh, I've not been up so much. I've just been working, uh, sleeping, working, sleeping, working, sleeping. Honestly, I don't know my onions from my dumplings at the minute, mate. It's such a nightmare. Um, but, you know, I've, I've been watching Ted Lasso, uh, watching other bits and pieces on the telly. Uh, and you, you, I'm interested in this uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. Is it, is it any good? Yeah, it's good. It is good. Yeah, it's it's based on uh, I don't know the book, but um, it's sort of based on Fleetwood Mac and their uh, build up and then break up with all the people sort of um, sleeping with each other and things like that and the, the ro- rock and roll lifestyle. It made me think I'd love to be a rock and roll star. So it's got two episodes left and I, then I've finished it. So um, yeah, I've enjoyed that. It's good. Worth worth watching. I recommend it. I'd like to have been a rock and roll star. It was just my complete lack of talent that held me back. I'm brutally yeah, I still, I still think I'm. Um, I do love a bit of karaoke, and I, I need to do some karaoke at some point. Apparently, somebody said there's a booth in Broadstairs opened up, you know, a special room. So maybe I should hire that out just myself and sing all the songs that I want to sing. That's why it's the coolest place to live in Kent, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so well, that is pretty much it. So, as I say, sorry, this one's a shorter one than usual, um, but we are uh, always up against the time. Next, next week should be uh, back to normal, hopefully, and hopefully we'll get some uh, good quality interviews for you because there's some big games coming up uh, as we enter the business end of this non-league season across the county. I've even got my rotor back and I've got some Saturdays off in April, so there's even a chance that I might be able to go to a couple more games before this season. And there will be some big games, mate. There will be some big games. There certainly will. Uh, anyway, you can find us on Twitter, search for Kent non, search for at Kent NL Podcast. On Facebook, search for Kent Non-League Podcast. You can also find the group Kent Non-League Football Chat, uh, where people are getting involved and sharing bits and pieces. Very, very interesting. Uh, I'm at JohnPips81 on Twitter. Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Uh, thank you very much to Rowan Lieber for his time this week. I really, really enjoyed that interview. Uh, and, and I really appreciate it. And good luck to him and Ramsgate and everybody else uh, as the season draws to a close. I uh, hope you all enjoy non-league day, whatever your club's got planned. And uh, we will speak to you all next week to look back at all that action on the Kent Only podcast. Run, Forrest, run for your train. You're getting a bit out of breath there, mate.